You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Hey, everybody. Before we start today's podcast episode, I wanted to apologize. We had a few issues with the audio, so it kind of sounds like the mic is from farther away, which it kind of is. It's a just your one standard room microphone, so we apologize for that. And we're like hitting the table a lot. So it's picking all of that stuff up. So I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, we'll get it fixed. And we'll try not to hit the table that much going on in the future, regardless of what microphone we have. But we'll make sure to get all of the audio resolved moving forward. Thank you for listening. Now let's enjoy the episode. Thanks, Florida. I was German. Don't know what, uh, what you actually said in German. But uh, hey, everybody, happy 2024. Happy New Year, right? Because this is dropping on this on this first. <laughs> this is New Year's. This is New Year's! Glory to God. Um, I want to say, I'm just going gonna, gonna to do a personal plug here. Um, those of you guys who follow me, maybe on social media, you might know that there's a song that I'm releasing on Friday, January 5th. Very excited. And I'm very excited about it. It's called make a memory and it's a tribute to my late father and we kind of wrote it as a family all together when we were in Estes Park that's where my dad grew up um, it's where his family homesteaded uh, he didn't grow up there he he grew up mainly in California but they had a cabin in Estes Park and he would work there in the summers it's where he met my mom made so many great memories there and so we went back there in 2022 to kind of just pay tribute to him and kind of revisit the old stomping grounds, if you, if you will. And we went to so many different places and it was amazing. And God really just kind of downloaded some awesome stuff into our hearts. And we wrote a song about it. You know, we were, I was in this church. My mom's like, he's kneeling right there. He gave his life to the Lord. And amazing. So a lot of the stuff that you'll hear in this song is kind of walking you through the story of his life, walking through some memories, how I got saved, how we met my mom and then really just the charge to make those memories with the ones that we love and hold so close not to scare you but it would be it would be a, a terrible thing to leave unexpressed love on the table before you let. so say the things you need to say make the memories that you need to make i like to say give them the flowers while they can enjoy them yes so many people give flowers when yeah. So There's just an earth suit left. I won't like put the link on this on this, but go to my Facebook or my Instagram and you can find the link to the song. Um yeah, I'm really excited about it. So January 5th. All right. We are gonna continue our little mini series on prayer. So last week we really talked about the template of the Lord's Prayer. It was really Jesus helping us out, right? He he threw it up for us. All we need to do is dunk it, right? The hard part is really the alley-oop. I don't know why I'm using that analogy. Have not because he has not. The disciples asked, Jesus delivered. He Come didn't on. do it for them, but he yeah. gave them he a way. He put it on the tee. He did. And that's true of everything. God isn't as interested in doing it for you as he is doing it with you. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Yeah. He said, here, I'm going to give you the template. Go for it. Yeah. Plug and pray. Is that, what, is that what we called it? I don't know, but I liked it. And I said it last yeah. time. I wanted to say it again. Yeah. Um, it, 
This one, I think I might just be calling it the power of secret prayer. So we alluded to it last week because Jesus really talked about the Pharisees praying out in public and that they would have a reward. And the reward was public accolades. People going like, wow, that guy seems like he knows a lot. That's like the limit of the reward. You ever gotten reward. accolades on how you pray? I have. Yes. I have. Too. I have. Feels good, doesn't it? It does feel very good. Is it as good as receiving answers to your prayer? No. no. That's the best reward. The best reward, he's really much talking about in private. Your reward is answered prayer and his presence. Two great rewards. So Matthew 6, 5 through 13, I'm not going to read all of that, but he basically says, and when you pray. So Jesus does not say, and if you pray, he says, when you pray. He's assuming that if you're a believer, then you should be fully aware that prayer is not optional. It's a necessity. It is a necessity to every believer's life. If you are not praying, um, it's like trying to breathe through a straw. You might be able to get by, but it's very taxing. Limited. It's <laughs> limited. It's very limiting. It is not optional. Okay. He says this, you shall not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. It's interesting. The Pharisees prayer was marked by their presence. Hey, I'm mm. here. Secret prayer is marked by his presence. That's so good. Wow. Get who is in the secret place. He's already there waiting. It's a praise. Right? That's a really cool revelation too because there are times when you create an atmosphere and God comes. But the, the prayer closet, the secret place, he's already there. You go into the secret place. He doesn't come into your secret place. That's another thing. Whoa. Wow. I think we should end it right there. He says, pray to your father who is already in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask them. So we're talking about secret Secret prayer. So um, I got married uh, six years ago now. Yeah, six years Congratulations. ago. Congratulations. In Mesa, Arizona. And it was a great, I guess you'd call that a destination wedding. Anywhere that's not your home, right? Destination wedding. When you think of that, you think of like, oh, the DR, Hawaii. No, Arizona. <laughs> Which, if it's late enough in the year and you're in a cold climate, it's great. Yeah. I know. We actually, we got married in November, so it was like a really nice... It was warm. Like, it was like high 70s. It was great. It was awesome. You were there. I was there. Speaking <laughs> I'm not trying to describe it. It was it was really awesome. We were on this golf course, John. We were there. We were in my away from you. <laughs> so here's, here's a few things that I realized. I realized that weddings are expensive, and nobody told me how expensive they would be, um, or preparing for them like rehearsal dinners, all that kind of stuff. It's a big expense that you got to look at. And number two, I also realized that there are a lot of marriage experts out there. Um, so, you know, why would I pay for marriage counseling when I can get it for free from pretty much everybody? He's waving his ring in my face. He's giving me a, a symbol. What is that symbol? Symbol is nothing. Okay. I was not doing that on purpose for <laughs> right? I didn't need to pay for it. They just give it to me. It's unsolicited. <laughs> Um, but the advice a lot of times would be contradictory. You know, some would say have kids now. Some would say you need to wait at least five years, get your traveling done because that's the only time in your life you'll be a dink. I'm like, well, a dink, that sounds offensive. No, dink means dual income, no kids. 
one of the best times of your life, supposedly. Some would say, go to Cabo for your honeymoon. Some would say, don't do it. And the one thing that Pastor Mark always says is that communication is the most important. Uh, this is the most important thing, uh, effective communication. So if a bride and a groom can learn how to consistently and effectively communicate, their marriage is going to be strong and it's going to be unshakable. So what am I getting at here? So if you look in the Bible, since the beginning of time, the challenge has always been for a bride and a groom to have constant and clear communication and to have a connection that would lead to the meaning. If they did, powerful things would begin to happen. And that would begin, uh, they would begin to accomplish those things together. So you might be trying to understand what I'm getting at here. Connect the dots. Um, well, Jesus is the groom, the church is the bride. The power of prayer is when a bride and a groom are in constant communication and communion. And that really happens through secret prayer. Again, the bride is the church, the groom is Jesus. The church and Jesus have daily interaction and fellowship. That's really, when that happens, that's when power begins to manifest. I think we've forgotten the power and the importance of secret prayer, which, in other words, is just getting along with Jesus. So we'll talk about that briefly today. This will be another fairly short one. So Genesis 1, 26 says, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, really, they got together. They said, let them make us in our image. And they went on to say, let them have full dominion over the earth. So we've created, we were created to dominate, to be victorious, really to be in charge. He took his unlimited power and he limited himself really by giving it to us. So he said, everything I have is yours, but you access it by prayer, by communicating with me, by asking. Um, Second Chronicles 7.14 says this, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Man, call by my name, seek my face. Seek my face really is talking about prayer, getting before the Lord, get going to where he is, the secret place. Uh, so getting along with God, no phones. That's hard. I got a phone right in front of me right now. No Facebook, no Instagram, no TikTok, anything else that's relevant these days. Through social. That's a good place to start. <laughs> right. If it's your phone, then you got mo most of that stuff's not there anyways. You get rid of the phone. Um, just you alone in this private presence. That's private, private prayer. And this type of prayer is really a discipline. Um, as Christians, there's a number of disciplines that we need to develop in order to grow. So the word disciple and disciples is really derived from the same word. If you want to be a disciple of Christ then you have to practice spiritual, mental, sometimes even physical discipline. You got to discipline yourself to come to church when you don't feel like it. You got to discipline yourself to lift your hands and worship uh, or serving or in giving. It's a discipline. And I'll say this too, just it's on worship. I was just thinking about this today. If you are going to worship God in the way that's most comfortable to you, you're actually worshiping yourself. So. Wow. Well, and if it's comfortable for you, where's the sacrifice? Right. So I heard a minister say this. You can either choose to be comfortable or you can choose to grow. You can't have both. So you're going to be comfortable or you're going to grow. It takes discipline. I'm going to take a drink of water. Well said. You don't have to say nothing if you don't want to.
edit this out of the podcast or leave it. I'm all about leaving it these days. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You have to practice some discipline. But private or secret prayer is different in that it's one of the few disciplines that gets rid of the need and motive mm-hmm. um, for approval and validation. Yes. So Facebook, right? You upload the photos, not just for people to see, but for validation. Um, and Facebook really knows this. They've attached that feature, the like button, you know, the heart, the double tap on Instagram. Um, a lot of times we post things in public to get that validation. Um, you upload the you upload the photo in hopes that you get likes, that people validate how beautiful you are, whatever you've posted, right? In life, a lot of Christian disciplines are not necessarily wrong, but the motive behind them are wrong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm giving so people can see how generous I am. I'm lifting my hands in worship so people can see how spiritual I am. I'm praying in public so people can see how articulate I am and how deep my relationship with God is. And if we're not careful, we begin to do things not because we love God, but because we want the, the double tap heart on Instagram or the like on Facebook. It makes me think of 1 Corinthians 13. If yep. you give your body to be burned, you can have yep. the tongues of men and of angels. But if you don't have love, prophets do nothing. nothing. Right. Now, the brain went here. Crazy thought. You know the classic analogy? I wouldn't marry you if you were the last woman on the <laughs> world. You ever heard somebody say something uh-huh. like that? But I'm starting to think. I mean, I'm married. I'm not going to use me as an analogy. Some single guy. Some single woman. Let's say they're both Christians. Let's make this easier. <laughs> they're the only ones on the world. I bet if there was no other options and they spent alone time with each other, mm-hmm. they'd probably grow closer than they would grow apart. Because that's what they had. I, there's a movie like that called Passengers. You ever seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. And Chris the, Pratt. Yeah, the Earth is like pretty much destroyed. So they get on a they get on a ship and they're gonna go to a, an inhabitable planet, but it's gonna be like a hundred years away. So they so put them in like they put them in like chambers. cryo ch- chambers. But he wakes up early and he freaks out, so he wakes up another person. It's the girl. In his analogy, it's a little different because he <laughs> yeah. finds like the cutest girl in the whole. Yeah, ship. yeah. He finds he Jennifer her. Lawrence. Like how convenient. <laughs> but they didn't like each other. But they were the only ones available, and they spent time with each other. To connect the dots, what I'm saying is... Yeah, that you, was totally right. You can... Totally right. You can give your body to be burned, which is the highest discipline. Yes. Martyrdom. And it profit you nothing because you don't have love. How do you develop love? Alone time with somebody. Yes. Way to connect the dots. Just got <laughs> away from Jennifer Lawrence. Got back to Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Okay. If we're not careful, we begin to do things not because we love God, but because we want that thumbs up. We want validation from man and not God. So Jesus said that public prayer has its reward. Validation, thumbs up, good job. That was a good prayer. Yeah, 10 likes. Think of National Day of Prayer. Right. You and I have to pray in front of people and it's on Facebook and that's not bad because again, corporate prayer is a thing. But right. I've been there where I've prayed and I'm like, is anybody... That, that was, was that good? A lot of times I'm just I, waiting for a I'll prayer a to come script. up and go, that's awesome. I write down my prayer. Yeah, which isn't bad. I believe you can write it down, but then you also like keep your head down so people might think that your eyes are closed. You know what I'm saying? Come on, you know exactly what I'm saying. Exactly what you're saying. So he says that's their that's their reward, approval, validation from man. But when you enter into the secret place with him, 
You're going offline and you humble yourself before him. You begin to pray and your reward is him. It's his full attention. It's his validation. It's his approval. And it's an answered prayer. One minister put it this way. Secret prayer is the spiritual teeth brushing of Christianity. Say you brush your teeth every day, two or three times a day, and you skip one time. Majority of people are not going to notice. I really have no evidence that I didn't brush my teeth, especially if you're going to be chewing gum, right? You or you you do the quick Listerine wash. An apple. I'll tell you, an apple will clean your teeth pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You ever like, you know, after a meal, you just like, ooh, that was kind of sticky. See, maybe you miss out on your <laughs> alone prayer, but you listen to Caleb on the way to work. It'll hold it it's at night. A little bay. swig of mouthwash. It's a little apple. Whatever. <laughs> There's really no evidence, but if you go weeks or months without brushing your teeth, you'll be able to tell in a heartbeat. People will be able to tell you before you even open your mouth. You're going to be forced into private prayer because no one's going to want to stand around you. I will be walking the other direction, right? You got yellow teeth, you got bits of food and plaque, and it's just disgusting. So here's the thing. If you neglect a private discipline for long enough, you're now facing public humiliation because you've, ne- you've neglected the private hygiene. That's good. Amen? Um, when you neglect the private hygiene of secret prayer with God, now you have spiritual halitosis. Come on. There you go. Yeah. So you got bad breath. What are we going to do? <laughs> there's, uh, you know, there's, there's filth and garbage pouring out of your mouth. Doubt, unbelief, gossip. Right? I'm not just talking about cuss words. Um, if you've got bad breath, it's because you've neglected your private time with God. So this was Jesus. It was his main issue with the Pharisees. They were really good at public prayer. They were really good at eating the apple, right? Taking a little swig of mouthwash, but not brushing their teeth in months. And he even said that. He's like, you're like whitewashed tombs, right? You look pretty on the outside, but you're dead on the inside. Um, which a whitewashed tomb, I kind of think of like, oh, that's kind of like brushing your teeth. But really, um, he's basically saying that you're presenting what you want people to see, but the real you, the thing that really matters is not being taken care of. Because it's like, that looks really pretty, but if you were to go into a sepulcher, a mausoleum, it would be a bunch of death on the inside, no matter how pretty it is on the outside, right? And this was their main, this was their, it was his main problem with them. They, they even had specific times of prayer. Um, and they would, you know, they'd ring a bell actually. And it would be the time of prayer. Um, and Jesus said those types of prayers really had nothing to do with him and everything to do with them. So he said, don't do that. You need to go into your room. You need to close the door because I'm already there. Right. And why did he tell them to do this? This is leadership 101 because he was doing it. And we've said this in the podcast a lot. You can't mandate what you're not willing to model yourself um it's a good leader a good leader never asks their followers to do something that they're not doing themselves um countless times in the bible you see jesus going away to pray right he went into the secret place to be alone with god and this is kind of where we what we talked about last week he went away with god a lot and he prayed privately and he had some really awesome public results and they caught on to that and they could have asked him anything but what did they ask him how did he pray? How did he pray? And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go ahead and do that because that's he lines out the template of prayer in the Lord's Prayer. 
and that's really going to help you. But I want to encourage you today that if the only time you're praying is in church when Jesus, not Jesus, Pastor Mark, who's a good representation of Jesus, says, bow your head, close your eyes, let's pray at the end. That's the only time. Well, you probably have some spiritual halitosis. And I'm not uh, throwing any shade. I'm actually throwing you a toothbrush. I'm telling you <laughs> to cultivate a prayer life or a life of prayer that is more so cultivated in private. And you'll start seeing public results or you'll start seeing manifested results in your life. Right? Amen. That's what I have to say. I love it. That's about it. Wisdom of the day. Wisdom of the day is if you don't take care of private discipline, you'll be humiliated publicly. I like what I said earlier because it was a revelation for me, and that is that the focus on public prayer that the Pharisees were praying was where their presence was. The focus of yeah. private prayer is his presence and yeah. where he is. Yeah. For me, that's a clarifier. And I want his presence in my life. I've had my presence for my whole life, and there's been some pretty low lows mm -hmm. that were lonely because my presence was there. The more acquainted I get with his presence, which is what I get when I go into private prayer, sign me up. Yep. That's good, man. Thanks. This is going to be some non-private prayer, but let's pray it out. Yep, let's pray it out. I guess I'm praying, huh? Or are you praying? No, you prayed last time. Let's go for a tag team. You okay. want to start or do you want to finish? I'll finish. Start right. it off. I'll start. Father God, thank you for who you are. I'm just thankful that we get to be in your presence. I thank you that you've made yourself available, that um, we can access your presence whenever we want. Father God, I just pray that you help us do it in the correct way. We honor you, we love you, we praise you. And we don't take these private times lightly, we know. Father God, that we have to have some spiritual disciplines. And I thank you that you've given us grace to help us um, become more disciplined and grow. You know, we can either be comfortable or we can choose to grow. Um, this is a really hard way for you to take the second part of the prayer. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to grow <laughs> with you. And I yeah. thank you that our prayers would be emphasized by your presence, Lord. And I thank you that... The awkwardness of private prayer becomes a whole lot less awkward when we know that you are present. Yeah. And it's private because there's not another human being around, but your presence would fill those spots, Lord. So I thank you for an awareness of your presence as we leave this podcast. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. That was fun. Thanks, bro. Yeah, man. All right. Catch us next time. What are you going to say? Week number two of 2024, we're going to have some more on the Sony Grown Podcast with J&J. &J.